Time to wake Time up. To wake up. <laughs> <laughs> no longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government, while the people have borne the cost. You are tuned into His Hardline. Welcome to the number one show many have yet to discover. Our priorities of discussion are quite simple. We put God first. We talk about good health and how to fortify our families, followed by how we restore the republic so we can have a strong nation once again. So patriots, so patriots assemble. 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 Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the ones in charge. They're the host with the most. They are at the captain's chair. They're at the wheel, and they're steering the ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome to His Hard Line. Welcome to episode 511, The Guilty Provoke Then Accuse. It is Friday, April 14th, 2023. That's right, it's Friday, April 14th, 2023. I hope everybody's got good plans ready to go for the weekend, and I hope they're going to be safe plans for that matter. Um, So real quick, before I start off the show, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, Daily disclaimer, remember, as I always state here periodically on the podcast, I am not a doctor. I don't wear a white coat. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a priest not a deacon, definitely not a biblical scholar. Last I checked, I'm not a member of the bar. I'm not a lawyer and attorney. I do not give out legal advice. And remember, I'm also not the official face or voice of the national state or county assemblies. I don't care what you've heard. Additionally, I do not advocate for violence. I am my own man and the opinions, thoughts, and statements are of my own unless I reference other materials. So there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, so I'm just trying to think where I want to go from here. Um, I have so many things I have on my mind, and to all the ankle biters out there, 
I'm just going to tell you right now, you might not like this show. Just saying. So trigger warning. All right. Trigger warning. Yeah. So just fair warning, fair warning. So if you don't want to be triggered, I'd, I'd probably just go just saying. So, you know, here's the thing, guys. You know, you get a certain flavor over here at this podcast, and sometimes I may not have as much couth or a certain level of professionalism as some would probably say. That's fine. You know, look, I'm perfectly fine with that. Look, God made me how he made me. I have a very interesting story, as we all do. Everybody's got a unique story. We all have a good story, and God has given us all a special gift. I don't care who you are, a friend or foe. God made you special, and we're praying for everybody. We really are. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm also not going to be the type of guy that's going to conform and watch my words and try to skate around your feelings because, you know, you think one way or another and you have different opinions. I mean, look, at the end of the day, we all have a freedom of speech. But the thing that I'm not inciting here is for, you know, I'm not inciting a riot or for violence. All right. I advocate for the assemblies. Why? Because this is the only way that we get America back. I advocate for thinking for yourself 100% of the time Do never and, and to never let anybody sway your thought process. Never allow anybody. It doesn't matter if they're a friend or, or, or whatever. Never let anybody sway your thought process. You always need to be thinking for yourself and you always, you always need to ask God for discernment on all matters. Okay. Sure, I don't cover the topics that a lot of podcasters do. Sure, I know there's a story out there where 18,000 cows got destroyed, supposedly, in Texas, dairy cows, and one person injured. Figure that one out. My wife brought that to my attention. She's like, you know, that story is kind of a little weird. 18,000 cows are dead, but one person, one employee, whoever, whatever you want to call it, right? One employee was seriously injured. That's it. So one person was taking care of 18,000 cows. Come on, unlikely. There's something that smells fishy about that story. You know, yes, I know Biden is getting himself in trouble. Quote unquote Biden, right? Fake Biden. All right. Yes, I know all the stories that we're hearing overseas. I don't cover that crap because we can't verify it firsthand. It may be true. It may not be true. I don't know. But here's one thing I do know. We can't verify it. So I'm not talking about anything that's going to be distractions or noise. All right. We're going to talk about God. We're going to talk about how to fortify the family. We're going to talk about how we keep up the body temple, our health. And we're going to talk about how we restore this republic. And, you know, if that bothers people, tough crap. What you see is what you get. I didn't come over here to be a Tucker Carlson. I didn't come over here to be a, an Alex Jones. I didn't come over here to be a Bongino or a Bards FM or SGT or an X-22. I came over here to be Jason Jones with his Hardline podcast. That's it. And because this is his Hardline podcast, 
we do things like this. On Clout Hub, you won't do not hate me brother do not hate me this was given this was intel given to me by people you love just saying happy birthday man <laughs> yeah Oscar, baby. Oscar's birthday. Birthday, Oscar. Yes, happy birthday. Oh, man, that's fun. That was a lot of fun. So I was trying so hard to figure out what I wanted to do. I was like, okay, do I make a crappy production of something or would I just find something that's just really fun? And I found that on YouTube, the happy birthday dance. I'm like this. You know what? This is great. This is better than anything I would be able to put together. If I put something together, it would be crap. I'm just telling you right now. Don't let the introduct, you know, don't let the intros I make fool you. If I tried really hard trying to make a birthday song, it would suck. And you guys would be like, all right, unsubscribe. We're done. <laughs> I can certainly play it on Sunday as well. Yes. You you'll have to remind me, Lizanella. You'll have to remind me. So so Oscar, um, I, I'm not even gonna give up anybody. So you'll just have to figure out who in you know who gave me that intel. But I will give you a hint. It is somebody you love deeply, deeply, very, very much that kind of passed that info along. So <coughs> um, the wife. <coughs> uh, so there you go. But happy birthday, Oscar. So happy for you. Um, I, I Well, you know what? He, you're not a woman. So I'm just going to blast your age out. Happy 42. Happy 42nd birthday. See, women, I know, I've learned a long time ago. There's, there's three things, if I recall correctly, that you never, you never do with women. You don't ask them their age. All right. You and you never go through a woman's purse from what I understand. And the third one, I forgot. I totally forgot the third one, but I remember those first two. 
You never ask a woman her age, probably her weight. You never want to ask her her weight either. That's probably not a good thing. Yeah. My wife is like, wait, don't ask weight. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. That is good stuff. So I hope you guys like that. I found that, like I said, I found that pot. Um, when I found that song, I was like, oh, this is perfect. We have to play that. We have to play that. Um, my wife says, I don't care about the others. Never ask weight. Well, I'll, I would never ask weight, babe. I'll just look over this, you know, over your shoulder at the scale. <laughs> oh man. So anyway, so before we get into the topic, I do want to bring up something else. Now the other day, uh, well, yesterday, my wife and I, we went to, um, we went to Grand Rapids to get her complimentary oil change and preventative maintenance. And, um, we were jamming out to fallout boys on, uh, hold on a second. Of course, my computer wants to be dumb. Hold on guys. Yeah, we were jamming out, not really so much to fallout boys, but like punk rock, we were jamming out to punk rock music. Right. And there was one song cause she really likes the fallout boys. And there is one song called, uh, what is it called? Know what you did in the dark. And some people know it as light them up and I'm going to read the lyrics. And, and, and the reason I'm doing this is because again, I will continuously reiterate. There's a reason why I think punk rock died a long time ago because they put out so much truthful information in their lyrics. I don't think the powers that be really cared for that too much. I mean, it really, it really makes you wonder, it makes you kind of go, Hmm. So let me read these lyrics first and then i'll play the song and then we'll get into the topic of discussion so it says uh be careful when making wishes in the dark can't be sure when they've hit their mark and besides in the mean meantime i'm just dreaming of tearing you apart i'm in the de details with the devil so now the world can never get me on my level i just got to get i just got to get you out of the cage i'm a young lover's rage gonna need a spark to ignite my song knows what you did in the dark and then of course it gets into the chorus where it says so light them up 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 light them up 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 you know now the next part it says all the writers keep writing what they write somewhere another pretty vein just dies i've got the scars from tomorrow and i wish you could see that your the antidote to everything except for me a constellation of tears on your lashes burn everything you love then burn the ashes in the end everything collides my childhood spat back out the monster that you see my songs know what you did in the dark so light them up 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 light them up up, up. i'm like wow i'm like that's interesting like because that was the one lyric in this song that really stands out is my songs know what you did in the dark. It's just interesting how, how, how lyrics and these songs kind of tell a bit of a story. And this is the song that I'm talking about. And again, if you're over on cloud hub, you're not going to hear this audio. I'm still trying to get that part figured out. Um, you can hear everything else I play from my phone, which you'll be able to hear that piece, but, uh, this song you won't be able to hear. So you're probably going to hear well, silence.
thought that was kind of a cool song. I was like, yeah, you know, we're going to play that today. You know, feeling a little froggy on Friday. So what the heck, you know, a good way to, for Oscar to kick off his birthday weekend. So, and I guess, uh, well, I'm, I don't want to put that news out there because that's their news. But uh, something exciting is happening with a specific county there in uh, in Missouri. But I'll leave that up to them. If they would decide they want to put it out there on the chat, I can definitely repeat it out there. But we'll continue on with the show. But like I said, this is what you get over here at His Hardline. Um, you, you know, you're going to get a mixture of so many different things. And like I said, because of my previous DJing type of life, um, yeah, you're going to get a little, you know, you're going to get some music sometimes once in a while. Some songs you might hate, some songs you might really absolutely love, some songs you might discover and be like, wow, man, that's pretty cool, you know? So, um, but yeah, I just found that really interesting, you know, with the lyrics and, and, and stuff like that. And Rietta saying disco, I might have to bust out some disco eventually here. <laughs> <laughs> some disco oh man that'd be great i think we can manage that i gotta do some digging i might need some help i want to find some good some good you know some good tracks i'm you know i I think i got something in mind actually i think i have something in mind so today's show the guilty provokes and then accuse the guilty provoke and then accused well jason what does that mean well one thing that I've been learning, I've been I've been really learning a lot lately. I've been uh, paying attention and just well self educating. You know, that's part of what we do when we're in the assembly. That's what we should be doing, no matter what group we're in. We should always be self educating and learning. Um, and one thing that I think is really relevant for people to learn is learning how people can be, especially those who are narcissistic. All right. Now, I'm sure some of you know people that are narcissists in your own family, in your own circles, maybe coworkers. Everybody knows a narcissist. And I've been listening and really educating myself on what narcissists do. And I came across this video, and there's a doctor by the name of um, Les Carter, I believe his name is. And he has a 25 video series on YouTube and he goes over how to spot a narcissist, how to deal with a narcissist, um, what to look for, what they typically do, why they do what they do. And there seems to be quite a few of them in some of the groups, I'll just say that, um, I'm in, you know, that I am, that I'm involved in. And I found this one particular piece to be really, really spot on because when someone's a narcissist, especially when someone's a guilty narcissist, somebody who's got a lot of guilt on their conscience for something that they have done, they oftentimes project. We all know that, right? I mean, we all know the projection game, right? They usually project what they're typically committing in their own life. It's very clear as day. I mean, it's, that's no secret. So Les Carter goes over this a little bit more in detail. It's very, very interesting. So we're going to start playing this and we'll, we'll pause it here and there and discuss things, you know, at length, but we're going to get right into it because this is very interesting. When I'm in a position of having to ascertain whether an individual is approaching life in a healthy or perhaps not so healthy kind of way, 
One of the best ways for me to make my determination is to watch how individuals respond when conflict or differentness comes along. Um, conflict is simply going to happen, and we're not always going to think the same. And uh, uh, how you manage that is going to tell us a whole lot about who you are from the inside out. When we're dealing with narcissistic individuals, these are people who refuse to take responsibility for their share of the strain and tensions that might be inside a relationship. Uh, whenever there is that strain and difficulty, they look for someone else to blame, and that's where you come in. They're too entitled and uh, and they're not insightful enough. They're not honest enough about who they are to, to be the kind of person that says, yeah, let's collaborate. Let's figure out how you and I can work this out in a clean kind of way. Instead, what they want to do is they want you to walk away feeling unsure about who you are. They have in their mind that uh, you're damaged and you're problematic. So this sets them up to approach you with a game that I refer to as the provoke then accuse game. Does that sound very familiar? I'm going to give you some, uh, some illustrations of some things that people have spoken to me about. And this kind of gives you an idea of what this provoke then accuse game is all about. See if these sound very familiar to you. Uh, one person says, my sister is a master liar who's constantly creating arguments inside the family. And when someone calls her out on her bad attitude, then she'll turn it around and say, I'm sick of the ways that you judge me. So she's, she's dishonest and, uh, and very difficult, but you're the problem because you're being judgmental. That's the provoke, then the accuse. Or another person says, my ex thinks that he's the one that people should look to as they decide what opinions and practices they should prioritize. And then when it's clear that someone disagrees or has different ideas, he accuses them of being closed-minded. So this person is very uh, overbearing and you're closed-minded if you just don't want to receive whatever it is they're uh, dealing. Or another person says, I've spent my entire life trying to appease my father, who's very critical. And even if he tries to pay me a compliment, there's a complaint that goes along with it, like, thanks for helping me with the yard work, although I wish you could have done it before it began raining. <laughs> and, and then this person says, uh, he's never satisfied, plus he has a hair trigger. And if I draw attention to this, then he'll go into a rage. He'll provoke. And then when you don't respond in the way he wants, then he'll accuse. Or another person says, I had a guy at work who could never get things done on time. And when the boss complained about it, this guy would look at the rest of us and say something like, this is what I get when I uh, knowing that I have to work with a bunch of screw ups like you. That's how the game works. The provoke, then accuse kind of game. Um, narcissists, as they approach you, assume that if you are allowed to feel confident and comfortable in your own skin, well, then you might be a little bit too inclined to call them out if you are being uh, erratic and they can't hand that, handle that. So they don't want you to feel confident. Instead, uh, you're never going to be their equal to them. You are a defective person, no matter what the truth says. And so they feel cheated if you have a sense of, of, of steadiness or if you have a sense of success or if people like you, they're constantly scoreboarding. It's like, oh, you're, you're winning and I'm not. And so they think that it becomes your job to keep them happy. Uh, they don't uh, draw it from the inside out. They want you to do whatever is necessary to prop them up.
And so uh, narcissists just can't describe problems that they may have. Uh, instead, they just simply assess blame. They're blame shifters. Now, this being the case, then uh, we can say that there, there are certain things that they're hoping they can accomplish with you. And I'm, I'm hoping that you can be onto their motives because if you see it for what it is, uh, then I'm hoping it can give you a certain objectivity. Narcissists, when they play this provoke then accuse game, they're hoping to find dominance over you. Uh, they're looking for anything that they uh, about you that they can focus on that says you are someone who really is a troubled person. They desperately, and this is important for you to recognize, they desperately want you to become unruly in your reaction to them. Now, let me say this. So what he was just saying, they want you to act unruly, you know, in a reaction to, to them. And that's, that's, you know, sadly, that's a thing, you know, and I have honestly, and look, I've fallen to that side of things. Look, uh, we're all human, you know, we're all people, right? Men and women who, you know, we all have emotion. Some of us wear our heart on our sleeve. You know, we, we all have different strengths and weaknesses. One thing that I have been learning and I've been learning a lot. And I can't wait to continue to learn more because I'll tell you one thing, um, knowledge is power. In fact, let me stand correct. The application of knowledge is power because when you understand these people, when you understand a narcissist and listen, one could actually argue that I was one. You could ask my wife before God smashed me down into a billion pulped pieces that nobody could restore and put together except God Almighty himself, our Heavenly Father, I would, I would say that, yeah, I was probably on a narcissistic end of things. I mean, my wife, and maybe one day I'll have her on the show and she can talk a little bit more, you know, freely about it. But, you know, she makes comments all the time saying, you know, I'm really proud of the man that you are. And I'm not saying this to toot my own horn. I'm saying this to make a point. You know, with God, and, 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 and my point is this, God makes the impossible possible. Because if you guys only saw what our marriage looked like and saw inside our four walls and how terrible of a husband I was, I mean, I was a, I was an ass. If I'm going to be completely honest, I was an ass. But, you know, it took a brave soul, which would be my wife and the Holy Spirit working within her. And she flat out told the truth about who I was and what I was. I had an idea of who I was, but I didn't want to come to the, uh, the reality of it, right? Because I had never heard it from anybody in my past. Well, she said something that I had never thought I'd ever hear myself because, again, it was one of those things. It was one of those things that, you know, like I said, you, you have an inner knowing that you're a certain way, but you don't really believe it because nobody's really told you. And so when those words came out and she spoke truth, it was like a dagger in my heart. And that wasn't a, that wasn't a, you know, a, a, a Katie thing. That was a Holy spirit working through Katie kind of thing. That was God working. He's like, okay, you really want this to work? You, you want, you want me to fix you? 
It's going to suck for you and it's going to be painful and you're going to have to earn your way back into this family, into your marriage. I mean, my wife just said it right here. She, and she, she, ha, she holds no reservations about it and I'm glad she doesn't. She said, to be completely honest, I only learned what a narcissist was because of you, but you're a different man today with a heart emoji. And my wife, let me tell you something about my wife. My wife is a prayer warrior. She, I believe, has prayed for my soul. And I've always said this from the very beginning, no matter how terrible of a man I was. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, we've had good times, right? Like, it wasn't 100% always bad. Like, she'd be completely retarded to stay that long. And it's amazing and a miracle that she has stayed and endured. But, you know, we've always had our good times. But, of course, like I said, you know, I had a certain personality and an ego. And I also had pride mixed in with all of that. And yeah, I believed in God, but I didn't practice the the love and prayer life that I should have, you know, and, and, and centering God around everything that I have. And, you know, that old saying we hear behind every good man, there's a good woman. That's no bull crap. That is 100% authenticated truth and God works in great ways and, and he's still working on me. I have a potty mouth. I still need to clean up and I need to stop acting like, like a, such an overgrown child because apparently I deprogram my daughter with childlike behavior sometimes when I come home. <laughs> so I do got to, I still have a lot to be worked on guys. So don't get me wrong. I'm not perfect and I will never be perfect until the day I die. But, God is still working on me. He's still putting those, that billion piece puzzle back together, but he's doing it with perfection in his image. And so I just wanted to share that, but, but yeah, that's what they do. So let's continue on with this. They like it when you have dysregulated anger. And so like these illustrations I just read to you, uh, as they set the scenario up and then uh, if you don't respond well, they'll come back and say, there you go. And if you get really angry and say, why are you doing all of this? It's like, ooh, I just won. And that's how they think. So they love to be that, uh, to, to be that uh, person that provokes. They also want you to feel very defensive. They like it when uh, when you seem to be a little bit uh, uh, guarded and careful and and, uh, and uh, closed in the way that you engage with them. It's like, well, you certainly seem to have a lot of problems. I don't know what you're trying to hide over there, but yeah, you're you're definitely not in a healthy place there. And he makes a good point. He makes a very good point. Don't act so guarded and so defensive, you know, because they look at that as power they you know they 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 feed off of that they're like a you know they're like a little reptilian right they're like a little monster they feed on on negative energy they're they're energy suckers that's what they are and so that gives them pleasure they want you to cease having your own separate preferences or viewpoints. And then if that's not going to be the case, at the very least, they want you to feel like you can't uh, get through to them. And so you just suppress. They like it when uh, when that happens, because in their own tormented uh, kind of way, they think, well, that means I'm a winner. Go figure. Now, now, like I say, they're blame shifters. They can't take responsibility for who they are. 
Let's underscore certain truths about who they are and what they bring to the equation when they feel the need or the legitimacy to approach you in this provocative kind of way. Narcissists themselves are trapped inside their own anger and they're trapped inside their own defenses. They don't know what to do with their emotions. They have an ineptitude that they, uh, that uh, they carry around on the inside. But instead of saying that, it's like, well, but if I can make you look even more inept than me, then uh, that means that I can just invalidate you. So they desperately want you to have a poor reaction to them, which is why they go into that uh, accusing. It's kind of like they have a stick and they're poking you in the ribs. And then when you respond back in a poor kind of way, they say, look at you. You're always yelling at me about something. You see what he said there? They're always trying to provoke a poor reaction out of you because then it'll, you know, it gives them a little bit more fuel to show others around you. See, look at, look at, look at him or look at her. See, they, they, what they try to do is they try to invalidate you. Destry was saying right here, that is why I remain calm and cannot be pushed around in situations dealing with narcissistic people. I deflate their intentions. Well said. My wife was saying that's what they do. They gaslight you. They're gaslighters. And I can't tell you how many people I see in various situations. Heck, just this past weekend, as a matter of fact. And I've been witnessing these narcissists for the last year and a half and how they work and how they operate. And what's funny is then some of these people which shall remain nameless. But some of these people will come up to me and be like, you know, you're not as close to me as, you know, you once were. What's going on? You seem distant. Yeah, there's a reason I'm distant. Because I got you figured out. I know who you are. And the minute I start figuring these people out, you know what I notice? I go from being superhero to some of these people to instant crap. And that's fine. I'm okay with it. I look at that as a badge of honor because I figured some of these people out. See, again, ladies and gentlemen, one thing that if you haven't figured this out about Jason Jones, here's how God made me. He made me into the man he wants me to be. And the man he wants me to be is a guy that only is a God that only wants me to impress him he didn't make a guy to impress other people he made a guy in me to to you know he wants me to impress him and you know what that's what i seek to do he made a guy that doesn't give a shit to be quite honest with you I don't care about impressing anybody. I don't, look, no offense to anybody out there. I don't seek to impress my mom. I don't seek to impress Destry. I don't seek to impress, you know, specific people in the assembly or my neighbors or my coworkers. I don't, you know, I'm there to br hopefully bring joy and laughter to people and hopefully bring something of value through our friendships. But I'm not there to impress anybody. I'm only here to impress God. That's the audience that I try to impress God and Jesus Christ. That's it. 
Like Rietta posted right here, Colossians 3.23, do everything joyful unto the Lord and not to the praise of men. Yes. Perfect. That's a perfect quote for what I'm portraying here. Exactly it. <laughs> Oscar says, I love gaslighters. They are my favorite. Dude, I bet you, <laughs> you, <laughs> I bet you have fun with these people too. <laughs> but yeah, he's right. He says they love pushing your buttons. They absolutely do. But, and, and that's why when they try to push your buttons, it's important that we stay calm, deflate their energy. What? We're going to act irrational so they can try to invalidate us? Nah. Not today, Satan. Uh, their own inner voice is very harsh. They have learned to think in terms of judgment and shame. And so when there's a difference or a conflict between the two of you, rather than saying, let's talk in an adult way, uh, instead, uh, they were not accepted in the midst of their own difference. And so they don't bring any acceptance toward you because that's how they think. That's the language that they uh, have grown up uh, operating with, if you will. Uh, inwardly, uh, they don't want anybody telling them what to do. They want to be the one that's calling the shot. They think that they're highly independent, like, you know, um, you know, people like me, um, we, we need folks like me, but I don't want you to be you. Uh, but in fact, they're highly uh, codependent. They, they feed off of what other people think and feel and how they respond. And so in their mind, if they can at least be in charge, and that's the provoking thing, uh, then uh, if you respond poorly, then that uh, puts them on the high end of the equation. It's in the narcissist's vested interest to frame you as being a troubled person because when they succeed in trying to make that look to be the case, then that uh, gives them permission to think, see, this is why I have to be in control. So I'm hoping that you can just be on to this game, this provoke, then accuse kind of, of a mindset and realize these people are uh, very troubled on the inside of themselves, don't step into the com uh, competition. As, as soon as you get into a, uh, an argument about who's correct and who's incorrect and why they're improper in the way that they're doing things, uh, as soon as you get uh, deep into that, you're going to lose. And, and I'm not saying uh, don't ever say anything or don't ever stand up for yourself, uh, but don't go too deep into trying to persuade them as to what the better way of life is unless they're truly in an insightful uh, mindset, which is not likely to be the case. Instead, individualize. Go inside who you are and ask, am I a reasonable person? And as I engage with this individual, am I doing the best that I know to be a responsible individual and to have the dignity, respect, and civility that we emphasize here on this channel? And when you realize as best as possible, the answer is yes, I am a reasonable person, then that becomes your foundation for calm firmness. Uh, if somebody says, I don't like the way you're handling things and, uh, and they try to go into this provocative kind of way, it's like, well, I realize that we're in a different place, but I'm going to go ahead and hold my uh, position anyway. And then when they try to uh, provoke you, it's like, no, I, I don't want to do that. They're going to be over there trying to poke you in the ribs with their stick. It's like, no, I'm going to get away from that. But uh, you're not going to get the reaction that you think uh, that you should get from me. Instead, uh, you want to have the least amount of interaction with them in the sense that you don't want to argue your case, but you can just move forward being your own healthy uh, person. That's what we call boundaries. You stay inside of what you know is wisest and best, and you let it be known. That's what I'm going to do. And then 
it's, it's predictable. They're going to still try to provoke you. And they're still going to accuse you uh, of being uh, the difficult one. And they, they want to have that bear trap moment with you where they can say, gotcha. But, you know, my, my whole thing uh, towards them is to the narcissist, you get to be as contrarian as you want to be. And you can be angry as much as you want to be. And you can accuse me many times over because that's what you do. But you know what? I don't have to participate in that. I'm not impressed and I'm not going to play the role that you want me to play in reverse. I'm moving on towards individuals who have uh, a higher level of engagement than this childish uh, playground bully kind of mindset. Thanks, but no thanks. Uh, I have better things to do with the way that I manage myself. Oh, he actually said something very key. Let's hear that again. You get to be as contrarian as you want to be, and you can be angry as much as you want to be, and you can accuse me many times over because that's what you do. But you know what? I don't have to participate in that. I'm not impressed, and I'm not going to play the role that you want me to play in reverse. I'm moving on towards individuals who have uh, a higher level of engagement than this childish uh, playground bully kind of mindset. This childish playground bullying kind of mindset. That is very interesting because that's exactly what these people are. They're bullies and they're child, you know, they're childish, they're children. Look, can I act like a big child? Sure. In a playful sense, because, you know, I mean, look, kids, when kids gravitate to me, they're like, oh, he's one of us. We know. He's our ally. Like, but with these people, they're so childish in the sense that they resort to name calling. They resort to saying stuff like, oh, you better sit down and behave yourself. Yeah, Destry says it right. They throw temp they throw temper tantrums. That's what they do. My wife was just saying right here, they don't know how to handle it when you smile back at them. And she always says that, you know, you got to kill them with kindness is what my dad always said. <laughs> Liz and Ella says Oscar would be good with gaslighters. And then he also said, Oscar was saying, I, I overpraise their efforts at work and gather data. Patterns will find you out. Crazy can't be canned up for long. You know, you said something very profound there, brother. You're right. Crazy can't be canned up for too long because these snakes eventually show their colors. I mean, it just amazes me. And I, I see such demonstrations all the time, every month, every other week on specific phone calls I'm on. We hear the same people doing the same crap, acting like big children throwing their normal temper tantrums. Mm -mm -mm. It is very interesting. It really is interesting. And now that we know what to look for, I hope this will serve you well, especially those of you in other states as you grow your assemblies. You got to watch for these people because these people are very toxic to a growing county and state assembly. They're very toxic in the workplace. They can be toxic in a marriage. Ask my wife. She knows. But God is good.
these people also need prayer. I don't want to sit here and marginalize these, you know, the, the, the people that have, I guess they call it, it's a, you know, some people call it a char- characteristic trait. Some people call it a disorder. Whatever it is, I don't care what title you put on it. At the end of the day, it's not nice. God is ultimately the only one. I don't care. You could do any amount of therapy you want. You can listen to as many tapes and self-help gurus as you want. It boils down to one thing. Do you truly want your heart transformed? Yes or no? If it's a yes, I'm going to tell you it involves Jesus Christ. It's as simple as that, but it's a hard process. It's simple to start, but it's a hard process. Nancy was saying right here, my ex moved on 44 years after 44 years because I stopped participating. That's right. Because when you don't feed into their energy, their negative energy and their temper tantrums, they start realizing, well, crap, I'm not effective anymore. And then they go on and move on to their next little victim. Angie was saying my behavioralist training neutralizes them very fast. That's very interesting, Angie. I would love to know, learn more about that. We should have you on the show and talk about some of those techniques or some of those, you know, if, if you're willing to. That's pretty cool that you have a behaviorist training, you know, that, that could neutralize this. I think that would make for another great show. How to neutralize the narcissist. I like that. My wife says, good will always, or good will always win over evil. Amen. Rietta says, it's the only way, Jesus, that's right. It's the only way your heart will get transformed. Destry says, cross a manipulator with a narcissist, and they will leave a trail of destruction behind them. I know a few. Yes, I do too, Mr. Destry. And Oscar says, 10-4 on that. I'm sure Oscar knows quite a few too. But at the end of the day, The reason I played this is because we need to be aware of what these types of people, what this personality type, what they do. Especially, like Destry was saying, especially when you have a manipulator as a narcissist or with a narcissist. I mean, it's, forget it. We do need to pray for these people. We need to pray, you know, it, it, it's, it's tough. It really is tough. And, and, and some of you might be like, oh, Jason, come on. You can't pray for these people. Why not? My wife prayed for me, and I am a really changed man, according to her. And I feel like a changed man. You can pray this evil out of people, because I truly believe a narcissistic personality is the work of Satan. Because I think all people were born good. But because we live in a fallen world is why we have narcissistic personalities. And I think that's all works of the devil. And so we need to pray the devil out of these people. You know? Like Rietta says, with, all, with God, all things are possible. Yes, they are. 
So let's close this out in a prayer. If you have anything you want to add to the prayer, please put it in the chat. My, I'll read one more comment. My wife is saying, we were all born with God in our souls. Satan takes over some of the souls, unfortunately. Yes. And again, I don't want to marginalize these people, but at the same time, I'm also not going to let my guard down against these people. We'll pray for them, but never let your guard down and don't feed into them. That's the takeaway. Don't feed into them. Don't act irrationally because what they're trying to do is trying to invalidate you with a poor reaction. Okay. Just pray for them. Smile at them. That's it. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time, for this learning lesson. And we really do thank you for, for giving us this world and giving us people of all different kinds. Because if we were all the same, obviously this would be one boring world. If we were all the same, I mean, I think there would really be no purpose of really living if we were all the same. And I truly believe that there is a earth beyond this earth, a heavenly earth, right? And I believe that, you know, we are here to help expand your kingdom, to pray for people like my wife prayed for me. And then you came by, answered her prayers in a very, very harsh way. But harsh or not, I'm still thankful for it. And I know you're still working on me, and I do appreciate it. Never give up on me. Don't give up on anybody out here who needs help and needs rebuilding from the inside out. We need you in our life. We need your son, Jesus Christ, in our heart. We need you at the heart of our nation. We need you at the center of every household. We need you at the heart of every marriage out there because Satan is trying to destroy the nuclear family. You know this. We need to build up families. We need to build up men. We need to build up women and strong children to become young, strong men and women. The only way we do this is with you and your son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. That's it. We can't move forward as a great nation until we get you at the center of everything we do. And so, Father, we pray for these people that are surrounding us at the workplace, within our assemblies, in our own home, in our neighborhood. We pray for these people that you can touch their heart and help transform their heart like you did for me. Rietta also adds here, Father, there are many who don't know you. Please make yourself so personal to them. Let them know how much you love them. Please, Lord, guide us to show grace and mercy. We need at our wisdom, we need at our wisdom and discernment also. And thank you, Lord for loving us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And then Angie adds, the son of Manasseh was 
Asheriel, whom she bare unto him, but his uh, concubine of Aram bare Machir, uh, the father of Gilead. That's First Chronicles 7, chapter 7, verse 14. <laughs> Angie says, oops, wrong one. Well, I read it anyways. There you go. <laughs> I'll wait for the next one. But if anybody else has anything in here you want to put in here, and then, oh, of course, yes. And then, of course, special intentions for my, you know, for, for well, for my wife and for others out there who might be trying to conceive a baby, right? And here is the verse. It says, if my people among whom my name is called upon do humble themselves in pray, prayer and seek my presence and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear in heaven and be merciful to their sin and will heal their land. Chronicles 7.14. Is that the same one? Second Chronicles. There it goes. Second Chronicles 7.14. <laughs> Thank you for the uh, correction, Rietta. She meant Second Chronicles. <laughs> there we go. But anyways, but um, I, I hope you guys were able to take away a lot of lessons here. I know I did. I know I did. And uh, I'm going to continue learning. Because you need to know what you're up against, especially when you have a large group that you're working in, which we all know as the assembly. We cannot let our assemblies fall because of this cancerous personality trait. We can't. And how we start with that battle is through prayer. Like Rietta says, awareness is half the battle. Absolutely. We can't fight anything ourselves. That's why we need to rely on God and through prayer. That's the big takeaway here. Okay. And if you think you might be a narcissist yourself, I'm telling you right now, if you can be self-aware about it, pray to God. Ask him to fix you, heal you, transform you. Because only Jesus can do that. <laughs> this is a sad statement, but it's very true. Destry says assemblies seem to be a magnet for narcissistic people. It really, uh, it really does. I mean, some of these people, again, act like big, overgrown children in how they act. And they need to be put in check. Sadly. It's hard to say that because we're talking about fully grown men and women, but sometimes you have to put these people in check and just stop acting like this, you overgrown child. So anyway, I hope you all have an excellent Friday. Oscar, happy birthday, my friend. I am so happy that I was able to play that happy birthday song. And uh, if somebody reminds me, I shouldn't forget, but I'll play this again on Sunday per Lizanella's request here. <laughs> and uh, like I said, maybe I might do a show tomorrow. I'm not sure, but don't count on it because I might be getting home late from work because, like I said, with what I got to do tomorrow for work. So with that, remember, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising over here at His Hard Line. Okay. We have to hold that line firm. 
we have to be courageous. We need to. Well, honestly, we just need to dig our feet in and push back. That's basically all it boils down to. The enemy cannot cross this line anymore. No more. And you have to fight effective. Fight smart. And yes, kill them with kindness. Smile back at them. Show them that truly, genuinely, nothing bothers you. Like my wife was saying here, their egos take over and want to come first. And then you have a handful of them that all fight to be heard. That's true. That is very, very true. So have a blessed weekend. And more than likely, we will see you back here on Sunday. You all be safe, be good, and until then or the next time, God bless. Time to wake Time up. To wake up. <laughs> <laughs> no longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. You are fake news. Go ahead. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Ah, Lucas. Let's say China. I don't need anybody's money. It's nice. I'm really rich. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more.
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. How old are you? How old are you? Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. 